Welcome back to the Single White Male Podcast. This is a show that features all kinds of information and news about the world around you. Listen if you dare. I am a robot sent from the future from Elon Musk. I was sent from Mars, even though Jeff Bezos tried to stop me, I made it here anyways, and now you must listen to me for all mankind. Please, take a seat, have your favorite beverage, and enjoy the show. Yeah, original audio, coming at you. There we go. Okay, so welcome back to Single White Male Podcast. Haven't done this one in a long time. Excited to get back to it. Wow, it has been way too long since I've recorded something. And I uh, got a new setup, whole new setup right now. Kind of moving things around to see what fits best everywhere. So if I hit this table, doesn't sound too good. Changed out some mic holders and... Um, how to move some monitors around, got a new monitor I'll be setting up during the show, which is exciting. Um, but uh, while I take my lunch today, I figured I'd knock out a couple, um, maybe 30 minutes of this, and then maybe 30 minutes um, later today as well. But uh, I actually wrote some subjects down and wanted to get into them for all uh, you listeners who, you know, I know a lot of my listeners, um, so, you know, I only have a few. And those few... I definitely know who they are, and talking to you, talking to you, talking to you. Let's see, Let's see if we have any more sound effects for you today. Let's see if we can get back to the board for a second. Got some banks here. Oh, I see. Let's go back to the original board, huh? <laughs> That was way too loud. Sorry about that, folks. Oh, what do we got here? Oh, that's a different... Ignore that. Okay. Um, <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back. I got to get an intro. I've been working on an intro. The intro you just heard was curated by yours truly um just playing a little something on the guitar real quick riff picked up for a few minutes and then uh just doubled it with my recorder and not really even syncing it up and then adding on um some some vocal stuff there to the end um we got a lot more work to do a lot more work to do with that let me turn my volume down because it's blasting in my own that damn year. Okay. Bank. What's this? Oh, okay, yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh, what I wrote down, so I was going to do this on Monday. It, here's the thing. Mondays, for those of you who have a schedule, the, I'm just going to talk to the very few people that I know. Um, obviously, Monday for two of you is doesn't matter it's like your schedule is not monday through friday the monday doesn't matter so you're like i mean that's not that's not who i'm talking to about this in particular i know some other a few others monday is like it's monday man it, it can be the worst day of the week it can be the best day of the week it just depends like how busy it is and what the circumstances are but like when you come off of a Sunday and you're trying to get through a Monday, I think the goal in, on Monday is that if you assume that everyone's having a bad day or that it's going to be tough for everyone, and if you have a good attitude about it and you just either start early or you have your coffee and you're just kind of um, just bearing through like everybody else is, you know, and there's going to be these other people out there that are really good at Mondays and stuff like that. But I think that overall, if you have a nine to five, the overall is, or if you have a Monday through Friday, nine to five, I should say, the overall feeling is like that it's, um, it, it, that it's the toughest day. And even though that you're going to, you could have a really fucked up Wednesday and have like really just so busy and just too much volume and stuff like that of work to do stress and stuff like that. But Monday is more like, Hey, if you're 
professional, you come to work or you work remote, whatever you do on the Monday and you, and you're just there present and you're getting through the day and you're not yelling at anyone or doing anything bad. You just basically behave on Monday and do well. And don't, don't, not even perform super well, just behave on Monday, get through it. And you've already, you pretty much won half of the week, the way that I look at it, because you've got, because by the time you, then it means Monday's over. So you got four days left in the week. Now let's go ahead and take Friday off the list because Fridays, although we, we had talked about this before, Fridays can be really busy. Go ahead and knock that off the list because it's like, that's what everyone's, they might be gearing up because they got stuff going on on Friday, but most people are starting to gear down for Friday. And, um, <clears throat> and so that's kind of the mentality there. But again, so again, on Monday, if you have like the, I'm not going to take a bad approach to Monday or have an attitude, I'm going to do, I'm going to do, do steady work on Monday and knock that out. And then you do the same thing on Friday, like Friday, that mentality is going to be there. So just have a one mile above one, a one up for that Friday mentality, nothing like crazy hardcore, you know, nothing completely out of the ordinary. Excuse me for one second. There we go. Um, then, then Friday's gone too. I mean, Friday's like, by the time people are going to lunch on Friday on this particular job, I'm talking about like a nine to five Monday through Friday, depending on, you know, your job, but it's, it's like an overall, if you work in a, in a corporate men or office or, or remote for, for a company and such, that's the, the general attitude. Some people take Fridays off. Some people even take Mondays off. So that's like with those two days, pretty much if you can make it till noon on both those days, the rest of the afternoon, from my experience, is not that you're going to be coasting, but that's the that's kind of like what the general, they're like, oh, that's probably what they're expecting. So if you can get through that, then you're good to go. Then, then it's like, okay, here comes Tuesday, right? Tuesday's a like Tuesday's like okay where 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 it could get serious, but most people are still reeling from Monday. So okay, here we go. Tuesday, Tuesday's going to be their hardest day because Monday's over with. That was the day that they already. Let's say the people took that into account. They're like, we're going to do the same thing as you Monday. We're going to do that same thing Friday. So now you're in that percentile with them. Let's say upper percentile. You're being smart about this. You're trying to get through the week, right? However it is. And now Tuesday comes along, right? So now Tuesday, if you can get through Tuesday, I think that you've made the week, really. To be honest with you, I think Tuesday is the hardest day of the week. Because Tuesday is like, I can get through, this is going to be the, the hardest day from beginning of Tuesday. Because everyone on Monday screwed up. Everyone on Monday was tired. Everyone on Monday didn't show up. I did whatever the case may be. Tuesday, they're all going to be there. Because if, they be if they're not there by Tuesday... Then they're not going to be there by Wednesday. So Tuesday is the day that if you show up and you you're steady on point. Again, don't put overexert yourself. It's always it's it's not about one day of overexertion. It's always going to be about how much you can get through uh, the day at a good pace, doing well, and stuff like that. So if you can do that on a consistent basis, like I said, Monday through Friday, then you don't ever have to worry about your Monday through Friday. And that means you're on the weekend. You don't have to worry about anything. You you you've won. Tuesday, steady pace throughout the day. And those people that didn't make it on Monday are now coming in Tuesday really weak. The people who did make it Monday coming in Tuesday, same as you. And now by the time you get to Wednesday, those of those those who didn't do well on Tuesday, they're falling off by Wednesday. It's kind of like who can stay professional, steady pace, do you know, steady Eddie through the week. And also then by Thursday, you're already outperforming those who didn't make it on Monday, Tuesday, and then didn't show up for Wednesday. If you show up for Wednesday and you do steady Eddie on Wednesday, and then at the end of the day, you have a chance to do something special or peak or maybe not, then that's kind of like the make or break. And that doesn't even break you. It's just that's going to make you because you made it there. That's how I look at it. I mean, you got five days, you know, two in the front, two in the back, one in the middle. If you're on, on the, in the middle, Wednesday. If you're on the middle on Wednesday, you've pretty much. Yeah. I mean, then you're, you're, you're at the, the top of the hill. Well, we should actually look at it like a hill kind of thing. You're at the top of the hill and you plateaued. You're eating lunch Wednesday at noon at the top of the hill at the plateau. 
drinking coffee, whatever your favorite food is. Think of it that way. And then you're on the rest of the week, you're on your way down. That's how you have to look at it because you know it's going to start over every week. It's going to start over on Monday, going from the bottom to the top. Now, I think that if you can look at it that way, you really only have two and a half days of work. You know, if you can, if you can stay good on, if you're strong on Monday through Wednesday at noon, the rest of the week is just all on the way down because after Wednesday at noon, they're, then people are doing some business in the afternoon, Wednesday, right? Because every day is at half is morning and afternoon, lunch in between. Thursday, if you get through Wednesday, boom. Okay, Thursdays they're like, okay, either I'm going to save everything for next week because tomorrow's Friday. I'm trying to get through today. Something might happen today. Something might not, depending on what your job is. And then, um, so that's a pivotal day. Like Tuesdays and Thursdays are pivotal days. Wednesdays, like, hey, I made it halfway. Mondays are like, hey, just show up. Fridays, boom. Fridays are like, I mean, there may be a lot of work to do on Friday, but again, that's where you can decide, hey, do I want to stay steady, Eddie, on Friday? I can ramp down, you know, after lunch. I can ramp up after lunch, knock out, and then get out quick, get out of there by five or, or even even a little earlier if you have the opportunity because um, it's all going to be there Monday waiting for you on Monday. But if you had that steady, Eddie, week, the following week is like, just repeat that. And I think it will get easier because you are now adapting this new mentality where it's like, it just becomes a second nature to how you look at things as a whole. <sighs> so for those of you who are listening, that do have a nine to five long story short. I'm there with you. I was just thinking about, it. that's why I wanted to bring it up. And it's, uh, you're not alone. Everyone's everyone. Like I said, there is an overall mentality that we all have, um, that, that, that is, I think that, that, that would be a good map to kind of think of it like to follow. Woo. Happy. What is today? Okay. Today's Wednesday. Awesome. So I'm starting to get a good format of how I wrote down the format that I wanted to follow. It's going to be for another show, of course, but I finally kind of think of a good podcasting format, how to do this. And, and I wrote down a format for when I had a guest on, but um, I also did write down some thoughts on this. I want to get into a few um, topics that I think the listeners are going to have a, a better idea on, on than I will, but I want to see if I can guess next upcoming segment the plot to the new Spider-Man movie because even though they did give it away in the trailer, I didn't see it yet and I really want to see it. So Spider-Man No Way Home. We'll talk about that in just after this. My first ad coming up, actually. If you can stay tuned, I want to see what you think about it. Uh, first sponsored ad. Here we go. And we're back with part two. Just in my first sponsorship red ad. Very cool, fun, and uh, if you want to make a podcast and be on other people's podcasts and you like this audio world and also learning a lot about how it's done with the software um, and the hardware and building out a small studio of sorts with different equipment, that's really the thing uh, to do. So, um, yeah, where were we? Okay, let's do this because we didn't do this at the beginning. I wanted to open it up with this. Kind of like an ode to Are You Afraid of the Dark? And I know that my listeners know that show. So I need to apologize to the listeners as well because it's been too long since I've recorded something. And we've definitely had a lot of talk since then. And um, and I know, I, know, uh, I know where we're at. Let's see. This is a candle I was lighting. So I'm going to put it over here. It's my podcasting candle. Just kind of fun to have. Put it right there, probably. Okay. Actually, I don't even want it near the screen at all. Because if something happens, you're dead. Okay. Uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man Far From Home. Not, not, not Spider-Man No Way Home. So the game here is I wanted to guess the plot because... Lately, we've been talking about how YouTube can ruin so many movies because um, basically 
they give everything away um, in the YouTube stuff. And then they go on tour and they do all these press junkets and stuff like that. And there's like five trailers, this, that, and the other. And by the time you see the movie, it's like you really have a good idea about a lot of the scenes or how it's going to go. Uh, they reveal so many different, um, at least for Marvel stuff and a lot of movies now, they reveal what the character looks like and um, what the suits are going to look like. And then there's only a few surprises left in there and then some dialogue that you haven't heard that um, is not necessarily award-winning dialogue, um, depending on the movie. But um, so far with Spider-Man, I thought it was interesting to kind of guess what I think the plot would be, um, even though they, you know, it, from everything I've seen, from everything I've seen and heard to this point, and I haven't seen the movie, and I haven't talked to anybody about the plot of the movie or anything like that. I just heard it's really good. But from what I've seen online and YouTube and stuff like that, I'm just going to call that all online, is this. Here's my guess, and then I'm going to see it, and hopefully I can remember this to, to do a second section of if I was right, but here's, here's my guess. You guys are listening and you guys may have already seen it. I know that you have. In fact, some of my listeners have. Um, okay. So what I'm going to say is the obvious, which is that he wishes Peter Parker wishes that no one knew that he was Spider-Man, especially his girlfriend Zendaya. And, uh, and then, uh, what's his face does a spell Dr. Strange to make it so has to use some kind of stone, one of the stones or one of the spells of swords has to use something to make that spell happen. Um, he looks, he's not, it looks like he changes his mind halfway through the spell or at the end or something, but either something went right and the spell worked and then he wants it to change back. And so he has to, either tries to convince Dr. Strange to let him, let it be it reversed or he does it secretly on his own or both, or something does go wrong with the spell. It seems like, and it brings back, um, somehow some fuckery goes on. It brings back the bad guys from all the Spider-Man, um, timelines, uh, multiverses, so all the different universes of the different Spider-Mans which is incredible, I think. I'm super excited to see it, in fact, uh, because I think it's awesome. Number one, I did see that they had Doc Ock. Uh, spoiler alert, if you're listening to this, by the way, I'm about to go into everything I know about it. Um, Doc Ock, um, which is the same you know, actor from the second Spider-Man, um, well, let's just say this. Well, we'll go to the bad guys first. Um, in the first Spider-Man, it's um, Willem Dafoe playing Green Goblin. It seems like he's in it. They haven't showed. I haven't seen anything that shows his face or his vehicle or anything like that. I've seen like some shots on YouTube, like stills of him that I haven't clicked into. Um, that I'm hoping were just like old stills from old movies or B rolls. Um, so I don't know about that for sure. Yeah, it hasn't been confirmed, but, um, but they did actually tease the goblin, green goblin showing his grenades on the highway, I think, uh, and his voice, which is like super exciting. I think he was teased before Doc Ock. One of the two was first and then the other one that this shit is so exciting to me. This is like the nerd shit that I love. Um, anyway, and then, uh, let's see. Okay, so yeah, Electro, which is awesome, which is also played by Jamie Foxx from the the Amazing Spider-Man. So we got the first Spider-Man, we got the second Spider-Man. I mean, we have the first rendition of Spider-Man, both two movies with the bad guys in both two movies. Actually, in all three movies, because you have the Sandman, who's in it as well, um, and you have the Lizard from the fir- the second rendition of Spider-Man. What's his face who plays it? So Kobe Tobey Maguire from the first Spider-Man, and then um, what's his face from the second one? So you have the Lizard, which I saw for a second, and then you have who's the bad guy in the second one? Electro, he's in it. So you have both the bad guys from there. You have every bad guy leading up into the new Spider-Man movie. Um, who would be who's the bad guy in the? Oh, the Vulture. I don't know if the Vulture and uh, Michael Keaton's character is in this. Because he's in the second Spider-Man movie, and and obviously Jake Gyllenhaal, I think he's dead, and that's the two Spider-Man movies. 
so far. So um, I wonder if they're going to start introducing like Venom. Oops, did I run out of... Oh, I need to plug this in before it does actually die on me. Um, okay, I'm going to finish this up and then stop so I can plug this in before it dies. But uh, let's see. So to finish my guess out. Sorry, I have the sniffles today. My guess of the movie then would be something happens. They all come back, right? And the two Spider-Mans come back because I did see a clip of them all running together like on a bridge, which really ruined the movie for me. Ruined that part of it and possibly the evening, possibly the, 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 the afternoon, possibly the evening. Ruined it. Um, it was like Tobey Maguire, second Spider-Man guy, and the new Spider-Man, like all running and like going to like fight some people. And I was like, damn, that that would have been epic to see and know when they came in and not. It wasn't confirmed yet that they were in it. Like I heard that they were and stuff like that. But Again, that's what we're dealing with. I've seen all most of the characters from the movie, like already. I haven't even seen the movie, and I've already seen like renditions of it. And it's it's it is hard to believe it or not. You know, it is hard to escape some of that stuff. Like if you watch YouTube, I watch YouTube like every night, and if you just happen to like Marvel Universe, they send you everything. And you have to like actively not even look at the screen because it'll just be a screenshot of something and it'll give everything away in a movie that you want to see. So it's like it is you really have to be it's very hard and difficult to avoid things without rooting everything because even the smallest things can really change your movie going experience and the way that you view something. If you get such previous to something, it it just really ruins such a bit a, a nice surprise and then the reason the movie can be good too is because it has all these different surprises that add up making the ultimate experience so when you take away let's say 5 of 10 surprises then you're not going to get nearly the same experience if you got all 10 of 10 surprises no matter how small they are small 10 surprises it's what makes you come back to see a sequel and go, okay, those are all the things I wanted to see in the sequel. I wish I hadn't got alluded to them one a week for every week until the movie came out, until there's nothing left, and you're just going to see, like like I said, dialogue. So this movie's already been, in my mind, kind of ruined for me. Uh, Ghostbusters as well. I actually went to the theater. I was there. I had nothing to do um, a couple weekends ago, and I did I knocked out like a bunch of chores in the morning. Uh, run ran some errands and I was at the theater at the movie theater near the mall and I was gonna stop in and see a movie. I was like, oh, movie's coming up. I'm gonna go get something to eat real quick and then and then pop in and see this movie. It was an afternoon movie. I probably would have got would have had to pay like ten bucks maybe at an AMC and it was um, and then it was Ghostbusters. I was like, it, yeah, maybe it was a little late afternoon, but it was between Ghostbusters and another movie. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I want to see, I've wanted to see Ghostbusters since I saw the trailer. Now, the trailer that I saw was the teaser trailer where it was the car was in an old barn and the music was playing a little bit. And then the, the, cloth that was over the car came up and you could see the license plate that said ecto one and then the music came in and it was like really well done and you're like holy shit like this is going to be filmed really well and you could tell by the music and the style of the trailer and the teaser you're like they're taking this very seriously now those of you who i know have seen the movie here's what i'll say uh, well i'll just say this i was once i again here's spoiler alert you haven't seen it i haven't seen it but um uh you know i think there's gonna be a lot of nostalgia in it um i i don't expect that it's gonna be um uh you know i can't I don't really expect much from those these type of movies anymore because they would have to um i just don't think i think once i knew that there was little kids being put in the movie like not as like side actors or people's children, but like the main actors of the film, then I go, well, I'm not watching it. So I had that in my head a long time ago because even though I like Stranger Things, I like Stranger Things because it was something new and they were creating this 80s, like really awesome, like soundtrack vibe and this thing. I still didn't in the end 
I thought it was still like, it was annoying that it was the kids and all this stuff. And it was like, couldn't you just made them like, you shouldn't be watching children on screen, like acting like this. It's weird to me. It's like the Goonies, but at that age, I was a kid, you know, and did I lose? There we go. We're back. And, um, so I think like, we really like, I'm not going to be starting to watch that stuff anymore because I had to go away from it. I, I, I do think it's something to put on like, it's wholesome. Like if you have family or it's just some wholesome show to put on with these kid actors and stuff like that because of it. Um, but it's just a very, very weird thing that I have a whole thing on this I could do. And I have to do that on another episode. Um, yeah, I probably will. But the whole idea is that don't put kids in your movie unless you're making it for kids. I, I at this age and don't also don't distort movies. Like, please like, like it's like X-Men when they made Logan. Now, if you, I guess they can either go in one direction or the other. It doesn't seem like they're continuing on the logistical path. Like their demographic is 19 or I don't I guess it's like 25 to 40 or 19 or 30. I don't even know. 15 to 35. I don't know what TV grant. Basically your demographic ends. It seems like for movies and TV at 35, they're like, this is our demographic. If you're older than 35, we don't care about you anymore. Like you're done with TV and movies. Like anything that you think is going to be made for you is not. So that is the approach I'm understanding about the industry more and more every day. Um, now there are some outliers, which is why me and some of my listeners have our favorites, our favorite directors and stuff like that who make movies for like a intellectual, um, you know, people who, um, creative intellectuals or people who have been following movies for a long time and they don't need all these little things to push and hold their hand along. My PC's telling me to plug it in. Yeah, let me plug it in. Uh, finish this thought, but um, basically these directors that don't need you to, um, don't need to hold your hand and go through all these things with you because they know that you're there already. You are an adult. You may be past this age. Then he makes they, there's certain directors like I'm going to name out that that make movies for for possibly a big an older demographic, smart in, in, intellectuals who will consume that content, and it's not and they're not going after the money necessarily. So they want to do well at the box office so they can make another movie because that's how the studios work. But they're not in it for the money grab part of it. So. Oh, that swings back to Ghostbusters because after watching so many different clips, uh, just popping up or trailers or just the first trailers, like it gives so much away and it becomes a kid comedy. These kids are fighting ghosts. I go, well, that's for children to watch. And no offense to my listeners who watch. I'm just saying, like, I'm, I'm going to see it. I have to see it. But I don't, at that point, that's why I made that decision. I go, nah, it's going to be a piece of shit. It might be like a good movie, but it's going to be not, I shouldn't say piece of shit. It's going to be like, it's going to let me down big time. And I'm going to go, yep, just another one of those. So I just decided to save my money, uh, maybe wait for it to come um, onto TV and then probably get it. But another note on that, talk about right after the break, is The Matrix 4. The Matrix 4 hits HBO Max tomorrow. Talk about that when I come back. Okay, and we're back again. Third phase, third segment. The heavy segment. No, but uh, one of my formats is going to be called the the heavy segment. <clears throat> Once I get, it's not going to be called that, but that's just the um, one of the titles for the format to kind of get back to um, figuring out the format when I have guests and stuff like that. So I'm running the show and making them feel more comfortable as to kind of hosting it and just moving it along so they can just enjoy it more. Uh, I've been bad at that, and I want to get better. Um, And meanwhile, I'm getting a text from one of our listeners right now. <sighs> no comment. Here we go. So we were talking about Spider-Man. We we're talking about uh, ruining movies, and we we're talking about Ghostbusters. We we're talking about little Stranger Things, rather. Um, and I dropped my matches, which I found them. I found them. And in case you haven't heard, I'm moving some things around and I've got the heater on. 
And this is also what I was looking for. First, I'm going to light this match. Then I'm going to open this Raw Kombucha Synergy Trilogy, which is amazing. It just tastes so good. The thing is, you have to be very careful because if you don't, if you shake this, you're fucked. You're fucked because it'll blow up. And I'm near electrical stuff. It would be really bad. But I had to let this sit for a long time to open it and drink it. Here we go. Oh, man. That is one vinegary drink. But it will it will juice you. Here we go. You got to be careful about doing this in front of the microphone because it has foam on it. And foam is very flammable. Get some background noise. One of our other podcasters. There we go. Okay, the candle's lit. The magic's happening. Let's get back to the show. Okay. I was guessing the plot of Spider-Man. Let's guess how it ends. I would have to guess that they either push these bad guys back to the the universe they came from so their Spider-Mans can fight them in their own their perspective Spider-Mans can fight them in their own universes uh, or timeline universes um so they may they're going to fight them all together he might fight them separately and then he, with the other Spider-Mans too and then at the end, they either defeat some of these guys, which I don't think they'll defeat. I think they'll grab them and take them back to their own universe. And that would be actually a really cool way of doing it because it's like then they're still fighting these people, but back in their universe. So it's like it's just kind of like Mary Monster Squad-esque if you've seen that movie. I know some of the listeners have uh, where at the beginning he grabs the um, – he, the beginning, basically, this this old monster hunter kills some of the witches and the vampires and these monsters, and then uh, he gets um, like taken into this time warp thing, right? And so then it goes to modern day, and they have this whole monster squad, which is again was kids. Uh, and when I watch it again, the movie itself is awesome, but when there's kids, it you, it doesn't hold up to like to 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 what you know. To today when i'm a full-grown man it just doesn't it doesn't it doesn't work uh there are again but there's there's some older characters um that are like like 18 19 um that i don't know but it was done back in the day too so it's just it's different um so what happens is that at the end of that movie that guy from the beginning who's in like you know the 1700s or whatever the the, the monster killer monster hunter and killer he that when the time warp happens again, he comes through it into the modern day, and they end up him and the kid, the main guy, the main character, you know, antagonist, uh, protagonist, whatever, decides to um, they fight the monsters like together, like in a way, and then he's like the older guy's like, kid, I got it from here, and he's gonna like take on, he's gonna take that monster back to his time, uh, and fight him there. So it's like this cool, you know, transfer of universes you get to see in that. It's been done before, you know, but they're really taking it to like the, the extent of um, they're going to really go into it, you know, into the details and stuff. Because you also have Doctor Strange there explaining it. Um, so there's that. Let's see if I can move this mic forward a little more. Yeah. Um, that that's that's really cool. Uh, what I think will happen there is that. In the end, it'll go back to her knowing that she's Spider-Man, that he's Spider-Man, or everyone will know, maybe. Mm. It'll just be an Avenger. What is that? It'll just be back to being um, like any of the other Avengers that people know who they are. So I don't think that it will... I think that's how they'll solve it. That's my guess. Mm. Sorry, but... You got to put up with some of that drinking because this thing is delicious and I'm thirsty. All right, so let's get about move on. New, the, I wrote down here the new Warzone game, which is part of Modern Warfare. We all know what it is. Caldara, I think is how you say it. It's the new map for um, Modern Warfare. Um, old guns, new guns mixed together. Huge, awesome map. Love it. I mean, the map is incredible. Um 
I mean, I don't really know what to say about it other than like, you know, there are, there's obviously some, um, you know, I don't think there's as much bullet drop. Um, but I will say that the map is big enough. The big is so big that you can really snipe on it. It's, it was a major change that was needed. There's so many parts of the map that I, you know, I'm not familiar with the guns are, I think the guns are really cool. I think they did a good job with those those old guns. They didn't make them too bad. They made them like good, and you can rank them and this, that, and the other. So I think they have a good balance there. Uh, it's not slow. Mm, you know, when the first when the Vanguard first opened, it, it's a, it's a major twitch shooter. But when you when it got into the open open world and made such a big map, then um, it really opened it up or you could use all the weapons in the way that they were meant to be used. And it's not this Twitch shooter. So kudos to them. Let's talk about GTA five for a second. Um, and let's talk about real quick, excuse me, never letting there be cheat codes in a game ever, because like some of my associates and listeners, I know that some of you out there have these cheat codes or you buy, characters or things that's all allowed in the game i just don't think it should be um because it ruins something that is so pure which is the in fact the game of it all see the moment that you allow someone to buy a tank that has unlimited shells i mean a tank is the very first thing that you can get beyond and then it goes to beyond insanity where you have uh flying cars flying motorcycles i mean anything and everything you can get in the game that is an extreme, you know, fast paced, super powered weapons, transport. I mean, things that you can't compete with unless you're able to buy them in game. Now, those are like, let's, let's, let's make that like category gold. So in category gold, you have all the, the, the stuff that you can buy like out of game that is out of the ordinary overpowered to the extreme, like the best weapons in the whole everything um but then there's a cat then there's just stuff like that you can get that it costs a lot of money so like if you had to buy it, it it's gonna suck because you'd have to spend like 25 million to get like one tank and it, i think the tank saves but it, it's just a tank it goes at a certain speed it's not you know and then or, or you could save up 50 million dollars and you could buy let's just say um a jet and that jet could fly over and destroy three tanks with some homing missiles or something like that. At least at this point you have to either buy that money or you have to earn that money in the game. Now there is a way to earn that money in the game. So that's what they, which they, they should have stuck with is just saying, Hey, listen, you can get all these things on this list. And that list is, and they do have free stuff too. Like if you go through now GTA five, we're going to get to how it hasn't lost much but where it lacks in a game, but it, it is, um, I was playing it the other day. So there's a way to get, I was looking through like the, the cars, basically the vehicles and, and including all the vehicles, right? The choppers and the gunners and everything. So there, there's probably like, I mean, for car, just for car automobiles, there's like 150, you know, and then and out of the 150, there's like 50 that are just like special vehicles. Like, that you can win, earn, you know, um, and this isn't in the gold category. This is just like, and they're all like, you know, there's different custom ones from different, all different kinds of things. And again, once you have, you have to work your way up in that game, which is not fun in the beginning because the missions are so, um, they pay you so less. But there's a way to do it. I finally found someone's YouTube that explains, here's what you need to do once you get in online. You need to register as a VIP, and you need to earn this much amount of money, and then you need to register as a CEO, and then you need to buy an, I think it was an arcade. And I do want to do a whole podcast on GTA Five, but you have to either buy an arcade or a, I think arcade was the number one recommended one. If you have that amount of money before you go up in money, then you can buy something better that makes more money, but the arcade, and then you can have the arcade winning you once you, uh, you can buy all the games for the arcade. And I think you can buy all the arcades if you have that money too. And then it just starts bringing you in like 41,000 an hour in game. I think that's maybe it's for, maybe it's in game one hour, like amount of time or it's like, every 15 minutes you get like 41,000 and I think you can increase that as well 
So um, there we go. So you can um, increase that to where you're made. Let's just say you're making like a, like two hundred and fifty thousand an hour or some shit in the game. So at that point, you know, when you when you log in, you want to play like for the night or play for a couple hours, like for that day you're playing, you're making like a million dollars and in a day. And so there that's how you get you're able to afford these vehicles that are like and this is just one like let's just you own one business, one all of one business and you're, you know, this is also a passive business. So then you go and buy another passive business and then you add to that and then you go and buy an active business. So the idea is that you can build up all these enterprises and that's what I think is intriguing about the game. It, it's not just the the core game, which is there too, but the idea that you can have these businesses in the background, once you establish the passive businesses and, and you can begin uh, upgrading them with the money you achieve to get more money, then you can start buying like, all the ammo and all the guns that you would need, reasonable guns. Um, and then you can start buying these like cool cars, these faster cars. You can start upgrading your own car to like put turbo engines in it and all this stuff. I think that's where all the customization and all this stuff goes. See, see that is what the game is. The game is building and it, it, I'm sure it's different for everyone, but I think that they're making it so that you're building up, that's that's the rise, you know. Uh, that's sort of the challenge of the game. Now, here's where it gets ruined. It's not just because maybe you see it from a different angle and that's the way you enjoy to play it. The problem is when they put the people who just enjoy to play it from, coming from a different angle, mixing them with the people that are trying to do the rise up part of the game, because then you're like you're just going to do a mission to complete to get like 50 grand to work your way up to become a VIP, then become a CEO and all this stuff where you have to do all these different things. And you're at the very beginning, let's say step one of 10. And um, you're just getting constantly killed and rocketed and phaser gunned and run over by level 10 players who either paid money to get, you know, a supercar, super exploder thing or rose to their way up to number 10. And now they just go around the map killing people. I don't, it's very frustrating. So when you do try to join, which there is an option, I'm still trying to find it. I found it originally and now I'm trying to go back and find it uh, where you can do player invite only. It didn't work last time for me. It wouldn't load a server. So I'm not sure if it actually works anymore where you can go in alone and only those on your crew or those who you invite can come in. So you'd be playing player versus experience, but it would be the online mode of it, not the... The, the regular game because the regular game you're playing as characters you have to do mission stuff and it's it's a whole other ball game the online version is where it's at right now because you have this opportunity to do all these running these businesses and uh if you can get to that that one particular server i'm talking about then you can play without the interruption of these other characters which means you have you could actually play the game you know you don't need player versus experience in this mode because you already have player versus, uh, you don't need player versus because you have player versus experience. And they have really good AI, and there's a lot of very hard enemies and so many things to do um, to, to work your way up. And again, it's it's really fun because you can own a meth farm, a weed farm, you can do money laundering, I, all this stuff that I knew they had in there, but you, I never saw it. And it was because it, it's so expensive to get and to upgrade that it was only very few players, actually, when you find out that are doing it. But they're experiencing, like, I'm experiencing about 10, maybe 10% of the game, and I've been playing it for 10 years. Uh, no, I've been playing it for like seven years. Eight, and there's, and I still haven't experienced 90% of the online because I just don't have any of those features right now. Take a break, quick break, be right back. Okay, and also one, <coughs> excuse me, final point. Um, before we wrap up the episode and tell you about the exciting episode that I have coming up after this about speaking with two other um, guests um, from online that I met online. Um, very impromptu to do a podcast. Just said, hey, listen, I'm trying to do a 10-minute, uh, you know, something or other with you. And they ended up speaking with me about maybe an hour and a half. So it was amazing, completely awesome. That's coming up next week. Uh, well, actually, you know, I'll probably release it pretty quickly because I want to do a couple other podcasts. I think I'm going to try and do more. Um, 
like you know as many i think i'm just going to do them when i feel them and release them when i want them but i think they're going to come a lot more often uh i think this is probably part of my journal it helps me get my thoughts out go over things i want to say and have recorded and and do all the things i want to do so i just need to stop putting a cap on it and trying to do it once a week i think eventually it could do that if i have a show with somebody else but for now i need to just kind of pump these out as i feel them um the final thoughts on today obviously we talk about spider-man uh war zone and that's not good so the gta 5 oh yeah um gta 5 uh yeah the cheating thing i mean as far as the video games go the final thought on that is really like you're put into this you're you're making i guess they did it because they just wanted to bring life back to the game and before that maybe they didn't have all those things but if they just would have had them or upgraded the game and had the options of getting better things with the money that you make over time with the game i think would have just been fine and i'm using this as a, a game as an example of could be any game but if you know gta 5 and you know gta 5 online this is a good example i think it's just the game itself is it, it, it's pretty incredible uh other than you you know can't really go inside unless it's man it's a mission much um and there's a lot of i mean i got i would have to do a podcast about um the division too because I, that game is absolutely incredible as far as movement goes and where how you move and the graphics i mean it, it's probably one of the best ever made um uh, it's up there with wildlands it's better than wildlands as far as gunplay goes and stuff like that i think um it, it's pretty similar and then Wildlands 2 kind of dropped the ball. They're making an update. Division 2 is incredible. GTA had the, the, re, the here's the problem with GTA. First of all, it needs to be 60 frames a second. Uh, I don't think it is. Um, I think it's 30, which really slows it down. Uh, it's got a slowness to it for sure, which is super annoying. Uh, obviously, it's a huge game um huge map and stuff if they just took the model that they used and i don't know if this is how games are, can be developed or if they could do this in the future for the next game let's say if you took the division two the way that when you run you press this button it's the, it's the exact same view you could have the third person or the over the shoulder third whatever and how, because because the map on Division Two is is a gigantic map too, and it's got a ton of other stuff in there. And obviously, it's it's not it doesn't include the cars and stuff like that. But I'm, like I'm just saying, if you take the team that developed how the guy moves on Division Two, the detail of that, and the the controls and how smooth and all that stuff, the way that you can d do duck duck to cover. Um, the way you can do shoot over the, the shoot over the obstacle, the way you can zoom, you can, if you're at an obstacle, you can look and then you can zoom out and then you can shoot, um, shoot. And then, um, the amount of guns and how they're stored. Um, I think that they could do a better way of like, like you could, you could hold a certain amount of guns or whatever. Um, because the gun wheel on GTA Hold on, what is this thing doing? The gun wheel on GTA is, in fact, um, it's kind of cool because it's right there, right? Um, the guns now are on division. It's it's simply you have a whole inventory you can go into, and then you can pull out and put. You have you have three gun slots and a special two two nade spots, like a nade and something else, and then you have a two special slots now they're all very easy to use they're right there they're very simple and it becomes you can learn it very quickly it's second nature um the problem with the 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 gta is is extremely complicated um movements and 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 boxy and terrible and all this if that if the person you you were running with and were able to fight with and all that was like division two or even the second wildlands i think division two has that beat though then you would have the whole the game would be in, insanely more playable and i way more popular and in, in, in everything and it, it would just be so much more fun it honestly isn't even fun 
getting in a gunfight because you're not you feel like you're not even really you don't have you don't even really stand a chance it's very hard to shoot someone it's very hard to aim and um i think it just dropped the ball there on that they dropped the ball and they focused on the um they focus on a lot of other things like the real estate how you can buy the cars i think they focus on the car system which is great i mean the driving in that game is really really good and the graphics are actually really really good and they could be they could be better you should have options to kind of tweak your graphics but um but that game is that game is sick uh there's just so many it, it's it's very immersive they could be more again they, they uh there's some those would be that would be an area that it's lacking like you can only rob in the online game the same thing in the open world you can just rob stores they're all all the stores are exactly the same they're just in different spots on the map and basically you just go in there and do the same thing every time now again they do have like heists and stuff like that you have to really play with friends and i think that's where they dropped the ball because it's so complicated to get in an online game with somebody and so this and that and the other. They, It's just a mess. And um, I play it because um, I finally got back into it. It's just to be able to roam the open world and really just, I, I kind of like just to see what they created. Now, you can't interact with people. You cannot, there's not an interact button. Like every once and again, if it's a, if it's a mission, or something you have to do, it'll be like press the right button, the right um, stick or whatever, not the right stick, but the um, keypad, and 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 then you'll do like an interaction. But you can't like go up to somebody and then like press a button and it'll be like you say hello and then they'll say something, and you get to you know say something back. Even if you don't get to choose what you say, you don't get to like say like like make it so that they you can't even they won't even acknowledge you unless like you punch them in the face or shoot them or hit them with your car so it's weird like that like they just completely they're it's almost like a ghost town in a way like they had they, they came across a lot of these games that are that they and again i think you, we're having to take them more and more kind of like anthem as they come i mean anthem is one of the greatest games that one of the one of the greatest engines as far as how do i say this the way that they made the mechanically the the way you look when you're flying is just like like an iron man type thing and you feel that way too like they made it where you can fly around the map with using the, the jetpack systems and tweaking those all those things and guns and everything like in the way they, they you fire bullets and and use the certain things like they made that very 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 well it, groundbreaking in fact i don't think that there's a game i don't think there's a game that that comes close to it never ever seen it i don't know because they, 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 i mean i don't know if there are other, other games that have a premise similar to it but the game itself is in a whole is as a whole is is lacking because they have um it's incomplete game it's one of those games that, you know, my listeners know, and we've talked about it, that they produced um, and they didn't finish it or they couldn't finish it or some reason it was lacking this, that, and the other, and they put it out anyway. And they what they do is they'll 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 do a um, – and games have gotten away with this for a long time. And now that people have caught up with them, I'm not sure if they're able to do it anymore. Um, they'll, they will put out a – and I'd love to talk with you guys more about this, but they'll put out a um, – uh, a video that they rendered and and sometimes they'll say they rendered it and sometimes they'll, they'll pretend like it's in game or they won't do and sometimes they won't even they, they don't mention it hey if we don't mention it they won't ask and you'll think that it's the end game and it's just a video a complete video of something that they've made that they're trying to pass off as what the game's going to be when it comes out and that's fallen short for many 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 years um and so people have gotten savvy to it. You know, the people that are really into gaming that know about it. I've only been informed of it, and I you know I can catch it every once and again. And it's definitely interesting. The, the video gaming world is super um, complex, and 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 there's a lot of stuff I don't know, but there's definitely a lot of find interesting about it. You can really break a game down for for a long a while. Um, 
to to many different components and um i definitely want to bring i'd want to bring up a chart of it um to kind of go through each one on each game you know if it was something like that i want to do in the future or you could say i'd like to have a podcast where you could go in and be like okay let's kind of look at these different things what this game has over the other for a new game comes out kind of review it well yeah, that would be cool just reviewing a new game that comes out um and and it was you know going towards the end of this here um halo came out the new halo um not a big halo fan anymore it was a long time ago when the first one was out the second one was out and we played um uh, some multiplayer and it was slower and it was kind of like more gravity and stuff like that i think this this new game is awesome i think they they have i think they have it all figured out in this new one i think they have it all figured out i think they kind of went back to the roots and were like here's what halo is let's just upgrade the graphics to 1000 let's upgrade the engine to 1000 let's upgrade the movement to 1000 and the the environment and you know let's give them that so i think they did everything right they have a campaign, whole campaign where you can. It really does. It really is sick. It's got great music too, and then, and then you have the. I'm not the bigger fan of the multiplayer, but it is a lot of fun. It is fun. Um, so there's that. There, there's Halo as well. Now, what's the new one? New one that's come out. So yeah, there's a bunch of these. Um, I really got to check on my status on my PC because and see if it's good enough to handle some of these games on Steam. Because they have a lot of first-person shooter um, SWAT games. This rem this reminds me. I wanted to say this. Whoever for whoever's listening, that's a gamer. I know there's a, there's at least four of you, hopefully listening. Uh, I know there's at least four of you that play. And they there's there. Okay, so think about the, here's this here's the crazy thing. Over the years, we've had all these amazing games, and then and then. We what happens is they take something that's absolutely amazing sometimes, and instead of going, hey, let's take this and just make everything more or better, and then and then produce that game, and then take that and make it more and better, and produce the next game, and just keep going that way. Some companies do that. Some games do that. Um, the ones that haven't done that that are in dire right now are the Rainbow Six series. So. Here's the crazy thing. A new game came out on um, on Steam, PC. I was watching a YouTube video about it. There's two two SWAT games that came out. And they're like breach and clear <clears throat> SWAT games. Hallways, out starts with outside. You come inside, you go outside. I mean, there's no they don't cut you off from in to out. You get to experience the whole thing. But you're, you have like a team of five or six and... You could have a full PC, you know, all your friends there, and you could, and you put a little thing under the door. You've got night vision or not. You've got flashlights or not. You've got the flashbangs. You've got the door. You can see if they have it booby trapped. You can break the door. You can bust the door. You can grenades. I mean, there's everything. And then you can, like I said, the little camera that goes under the door or whatnot, you can, um, there'll be guys like standing next to the door in the corners. There'll be hostages. You have to like, you have to, um, put the zip ties on the hostages. And then you can like, you like call the hostage in and all this stuff. And you just clear like houses. And like, I mean, you're like, I mean, it's like, you'll go into a, a map and then it'll, it'll be like, let's say there's like, you know, three big houses and two small houses and like there's an in and an out and a tunnel underneath and all this stuff. Like you go through all of that and you, you're clearing. So it's like a real, you get to really enjoy like a full big map where it it's fast, where you're going to say, listen, for the next hour and a half, I'm going to go into my head and be a SWAT person. And you get to experience that for like a long period of time. So you're going to walk up, you have the teammates there, you have the conversations, you have the, you know, the team, like I said, teamwork, you know, where each person kind of has a different role and they play those roles out over and over and over again so that you get, they're just like second nature and it becomes more fun. Then you can start having those fun, fun, funny conversations while you're kind of doing stuff. And, um, I think people are really enjoying that. It's a different pace than, you know, your other first person shooters and stuff like that in some regards, cause you get to have some time between, but it's very tactical. So if that's what you're into, so there's two of those, there's like, there's one called like run and gun or run or gun. 
I believe. And then there's another one. Uh, I, just, I can't remember the name of right now, but they're both on Steam, I believe, uh, for PC. And then um, uh, here's the part where uh, it comes in. I was thinking about Rainbow Six. So uh, each Rainbow Six game is a little bit different. <clears throat> now, if I went back and I went back and played Rainbow Six Vegas 2, and I, it was just so difficult to play because the graphics were so bad that the movements uh, that, you know, they're just, you don't have as many movements back then. You had way less. Let's say if there was a one to 100 back then, let's say you had, let's say you had 15 different movements when you're moving around and how to, you know, the freedom of it. Now it's a hundred, right? You can do, you have like full movement, you know, whatever. So it's just very blocky. It's very tough, you know, but the, but the cool thing about it was you, each mission it's like you started, and this is campaign, but you played it with co-op, and you would, or you could go into multiplayer, and then you would just choose like a directive or choose a, a, a map or a, hey, this level we haven't beat this. Let's say there's a hundred levels. Let's just say a game comes out hundred levels on the hard drive. It gives you one hundred different um, puzzles to solve with your friends, right? Basically, and I like that idea. Uh, and then you join up with your your three friends or your other one other friend, and then you go in and you have to solve that puzzle per level. Let's say there's a hundred levels. So, and let's say they get progressively harder, or let's say progress they're just different. Let's say that they're different. And um, so you would start out, let's say, on top of a roof somewhere, in one of the levels. You, um, you you have to you know whatever the mission says. Let's say it says eliminate fifty enemies, eliminate all the enemies on the map. Let's just say that was sim that simple. And you could do it however you wanted. Um, then you'd have a map, you know, you would, whatever you, I think you would find some things throughout the map, but ultimately the goal mission was to eliminate all enemies. Well, you would have, so you, you have certain guns, you could pick them before maybe, um, you could pick them off guys maybe, but you would go through this way using your SWAT gun. You would go inside and outside and up and down. It wasn't a confined space. It wasn't a versus um, player versus player. It was player versus it was PVE. It was you and your buddies, real buddies. Or if you didn't have buddies, you play with AI teammates. But your real buddies versus their AI. They've, this is the beauty of the games. I mean, if they created an AI and they think AI is so great nowadays, well, then let them bring their ai bots into the into this these different you know maps i mean it's like playing chess i mean you and your buddies are playing against uh, you're playing chess against an ai so i think these are some of the best games you can you can play i think that we're going down a path and i love player versus player too but i think we are going down a path where player versus player on certain levels <clears throat> in certain ways is really not First of all, it can be super stressful, and I think it's taking away from the beauty of the game that they created because you're trying to beat the computer system. You're trying to beat what their AI is, and that's how. And, and it lets you progress naturally through the game because <clears throat> they're saying, here's the AI that we created, and, and they may have it for a different level, different kind, different guy, everything, but it lets you systematically, as you go through that, <clears throat> get accustom certain things and then level up. And I think that's the whole point of it. And by the time it's like, well, I beat this puzzle. Is the next one going to be harder? Is it going to be different? And sure, it sure is. And then by the time you get to the end, you go, wow, I was able to, I had 100 puzzles I got to solve. That's what they provided me with. That was worth the $60 or whatever it was. Um, the, the thought I was going back to was what they haven't done is just take Rainbow Six, take the modern day like modern warfare guns, like um, if you're going to go first person sh shooter perspective, um, and take it back to where you get to be outside and then inside, where you get to be in this whole kind of level and play the AI together. I think that's what I, I was trying to get to. I really miss that. Um, the player versus player experience can be is so twitch shooter and so stressful in the sense that it's like you don't you're not really playing the game anymore you're not really playing the level and i don't like the linear stuff i like when it's like a map and you drop in and then you know they're missions but they're not trying to like drive you in one direction it doesn't 
that doesn't that's not the type I like more of a sandboxy type of situation but to not play what they've created not to play the enemy that they've created I think is taking us away from the game so much so the battle royale is obviously you know that's a whole different fancy you know I, I like that too so that's really what I wanted to drive home the point here um, with these new first person shooters that are coming out as far as the SWAT stuff goes as far as um, those games go, check them out. I'm thinking if they're, I'm gonna look in to see if I, if my laptop is fast enough to play um, one of those Steam games because it looks really fun. And I haven't played any PC Steam games, and they're coming out with like a lot more. And they're not coming out with them on on Xbox. It doesn't seem like it. Just seems every Xbox game that's either first person or third person is is failing, or is just so intense with the the Twitch shooting that it's like. I'm not enjoying games anymore. So on a positive note, Christmas is coming up. Get your holiday gifts. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, if you guys uh, want to support, one way to support it is, um, okay, yeah, this is the best way. Just go to anchor.fm, uh, B-R-I-A-N, Brian with an I, B-R-I-A-N, 212, forward slash support. So one more time, anchor.fm, forward slash Brian two one two forward slash support, and that brings you to the page. And from there, you can listen on all channels. You can listen on Spotify and YouTube, and well, not YouTube, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, and like nine others. Uh, and then you got oh, is this? Hold on, is this? Oh, okay, Google Podcast too. Also, uh, you can support there. You can do uh, nine. You can do sorry, a dollar. You can you can even shoot me at a dollar just to let me know that you you heard this message. Or 50 cents. You can shoot me out one cent if you want. I'd love to know that you heard this message. And then you can also message me there. And that's going to be voicemails. And then you can also email me at singlewhitemailpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and if you want to be on the show, if you want to make a shout out, anything like that, questions, comments, um, do it. Do it there. And uh, more episodes coming at you. Thanks a lot. And let's see if we can get something to take us out with. I don't think I have any music to take us out. Damn it.